Welcome to The Ugly Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Alexander, she, they, and this is the place where creatives are encouraged to make messy, ugly art and let go of perfectionism. I started this podcast with my creative partner, Emerson, and we've since grown into our businesses, and this podcast is now evolving into a space where I interview other creatives to discuss our creative processes and how we navigate the mental minefield of creativity. This podcast serves as a reminder that you and your art get to be whatever the hell you want to be, ugly and all. Hello, everybody. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> an excellent start. We're off to a great start. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Ugly Podcast. I'm Lauren Alexander, and I'm here with my co-captain and I'm so excited to introduce you to Gabby Goodlow. Uh, she is a queer developmental editor, writing coach, and self-proclaimed hype woman who loves to work with first-time fantasy and romance authors with a passion for storytelling and for the writers creating the magic. Gabby has found her calling in supporting and empowering the human behind the page. Welcome. Can you please, you. I mean, I already said your name, but can you tell us your pronouns? Yes, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Lauren. Of course. I had to had to have you on so we can talk all about our new venture. And yes. so as I was like, I was brushing my teeth before we got on this call, and I was looking in the mirror, and I was like, I wish I was wearing something more piratey. And then I realized <laughs> that this she has an eye patch. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> perfect. It. <laughs> it's It's perfect. I love it. So I'm like, great, I'm already parody. Meant, meant, meant to be, always, everything, every little moment. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, we just launched our new writing group, and we'll talk about it more towards the end of the show. But um, right now, I just want to talk about you. Oh my gosh. So... My, what everyone loves to talk about is themselves, right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. So... Yes. Tell me just more about your own creative adventure through life. What do you like to write? What do you like to do? Um, I love to write fantasy um, with romance in it, of course. Um, and I have a really interesting journey to writing that um, I can't wait to expand upon later <clears throat> in some of the other questions that you've prepped for me, which they are so amazing. Um but yeah, and I, I'll have to admit, I've been doing less writing now. Well, for like story purposes, it's been a lot of like copy stuff and stuff for website. And as you know, <laughs> stuff for our, our new writing group and marketing materials. So yeah, but um, I, yeah, fantasy and, and romance has always been my, my first love, I think. Awesome. Have, did you start writing those when you were little? Like, has it always just been something you love um well that's a that's a that's a good question because I also <laughs> I have I don't like I guess I don't want to <laughs> we'll just get we're gonna get vulnerable here I guess my yeah. when I I was always a reader of course I feel like so many of us have that shared mm -hmm. <laughs> experience um so yeah I was always a reader as a child and then I tried to write my first story when I was in eighth grade 
And I remember this notebook that I had, which is hilarious because I am like totally a computer person now with writing. It's Mm -hmm. really hard for me to do like pen and paper. But yeah, I had this like blue notebook covered in flower print. It was, you know, it was the time. And I was like, I'm going to write this fantasy story. I was being a little, you know, weird kid in my backyard and being like, where are all the fairies at? I'm going to write about it. It's great. It was (laughs) like, I love that. I was in my element. And, (laughs) but I do remember (laughs) this was a pivotal, a pivotal moment and, and not in a good way, but I do remember um sharing that writing with like an adult in my life and it didn't it didn't go over well when I was a child Mm -hmm. and I remember the criticism and the lack of encouragement and I never wrote again after that until I was Mm -hmm. like 23. Wow yeah. Yeah so big big gap but I remember it was such an interesting time like when I went into my 20s and then it was like what do I want to do I mean every every 18 year old has that. it's like okay you're done with high school now what right yes, <laughs> so it's exactly. like, and so now, how are you going to survive the rest of your life <laughs> right and that was so anxiety inducing and I just was like I didn't know what I wanted to do I didn't know all I knew was that I wanted to be happy that's all I knew um and I didn't know how to even be happy um so it took me until I was 23 and then I I just all of a sudden I was like I have a story idea and I was like oh I it was I remember thinking in that moment I was like I remember this feeling and then Mm -hmm. I it was like there I was eighth grade Gabby in her backyard like thinking about fairies in the grass and then I was like I know but then I just remember like having this I was so emotional because I felt like I had kind of unlocked not just a trauma but like I had unlocked that thing that like I had craved and desired for so long that I had shoved away and I didn't even know was there and so then of course And it was so interesting because I told my husband, I was like, oh, I think I want to, I think I want to be a writer. And he was like, of course you do. That makes so much sense. And he was oh, that's like. so cute that he was just like, well, yeah, duh. I, well, yeah. And well, and he had known me in high school. We were best friends in high school. And mm. so he was like, I've always thought of you as a writer. And then he starts telling me like stories. He's like, do you remember in high school when you wrote this history paper and our history teacher put it on his fridge at home? And I was like, no, I don't really remember that. Like, I just didn't think about it. He's like, you've always been this way. You just never, like, stopped to notice. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, so, yeah. And that that moment, that awakening, I guess, or reawakening was a – well, that started me into my journey to trying to find my people as a writer because it was like, okay, now Mm -hmm. I'm I'm back in it. I also have this past trauma related to – writing and it's like how do I find my people um and then until that that journey which we can go into later until I became an editor I didn't realize how similar our stories were like I also had that big gap where like I was I loved creating as a kid and I remember like one instance in particular where I had a lot of fun writing this like horror story for a school assignment Mm -hmm. And then the teacher just, like, thought it was shit. (laughs) And, like, (gasps) it just, like, 
broke me. <laughs> like, oh my, that breaks I just, me. I felt so sad, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm not any good at that." And then, like, oh my I stopped. I stopped writing, and like, I wasn't really a huge writer. Like in my spare time, like when I was little, I'd write little stories and stuff. But mm-hmm. it wasn't until then where I, I actually had fun doing this thing, and then I heard nah this isn't good and then I was just like oh no <laughs> oh, I and it wasn't until I, I feel like it happens to so many people yeah which is yeah. why like once I did start to get back into a creative practice I was just like I need more people to understand that mm-hmm. you deserve to create whatever you want like <sighs> and I love that yeah. so much about you Lauren like and I love that hearing that we have similar stories the way that because I feel like you can go like two routes in life when something traumatic happens to you, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and it's interesting that you and I have both taken this route that it's like, this thing happened to us. Uh, it was life altering. And we've chosen to go down this route where we spend all of our time and we dedicate our energy, like our emotional labor on supporting other people so that either we can prevent it from happening to them or we can help people recover and come back to it after it's already happened yes exactly I adore you I just I adore you I just I'm so grateful that you exist and I'm so grateful that you're just always putting yourself out there because we I think we need more of that for sure I agree thank you you're so welcome okay so (laughs) once so once you so after that event and you have mm-hmm. this long period of not creating, who was the first person or people or what was the circumstance that helped you realize mm-hmm. that you weren't alone and mm-hmm. that your creative practice, your writing was worth pursuing? I am so glad you asked this question because this unlocked so much for me because I really spent a lot of time on this thinking about this journey that I had because it's been I haven't revisited it for so many reasons um but I have two answers the first answer is the first time the first person to ever introduce me to community is totally uh credit is due to Tara for the freelance editors club Mm. even though it's not writing related it was the first time ever in my life that I had felt supported and um, like I had found my people truly because I had searched my whole, like from the age of 23, trying to find my people, I kept running into roadblock after roadblock um, to the point that I was feeling like, I was like, am I the only person that feels the way I feel about writing that has this relationship with writing that has this past history with with writing and creativity you know I just like I felt so lost and alone which circles back to like this writing group that we've created but I just remember not finding that so the so here's my two-part answer the first person to make me feel supported and have that community whenever was Tara but that was for my editing business the first person to ever help me realize on the writing side of things was me Mm. and so and that was done through um I'll I'll tell another little story (laughs) is that yes 
So I live in Portland, Oregon, and we have Pals books here, which is a pretty big deal. Um, mm-hmm. And we also have a very famous, I won't name them, but we have a very famous uh, writer that lives here, best-selling author. They often frequently visit Pals um, when we have um, other uh, other authors coming and they're like a co-presenter type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, sorry, my dog. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Um, we, anyway, I would often go to these events and I went up for a book signing and, um, from, from both authors and the author, like, I think, I don't know if they recognized me or, or if it was cause I was towards like the end of the line. So there weren't a lot of people left at this point, even though I'd been packed. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, I still didn't know anything about editing at this point I was like just my little vulnerable writer self like just trying to find my way and I like they were signing my book and they were asking me blah 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 like oh you know I was like yeah I live here and I was like and I know you live here that's so cool and then I was like yeah I'm a writer I don't know how this came up but I was like I'm a writer and I don't know where I had the courage to even say that to a Mm best-selling author that I could potentially bump into at the grocery store at any moment but I was just like yeah let me just say that and they were like oh that's so cool and they said so and so over there is a writer you should talk to them and then she's like to so and so over there she's like come over here come meet this person and I was just like oh my god what's happened what have I done I've made a huge mistake (laughs) who is she introducing me to like and I'm also like a huge introvert and I'm horrible at small talk and I just was like I have can we swear on here? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have fucked up. Like, I, was just, I mean, it was pure panic, Lauren. And so anyway, I give that this person's talking to me. They're like, what do you write? Blah, blah, blah. They look to be my age. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, oh, whew, they're my age, like less pressure. It's okay. They just somehow also know this famous author well enough that this person knows their name and is like, yeah, come. like I was just like, oh, my God. So whatever lies I was telling myself in that moment to like get through it, we exchanged phone numbers and I was like, my life is over. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so then <laughs> through all of that they texted and I was like I remember like telling my husband I was like it's fine they're probably not gonna text me they just wanted to like you know be nice to the newbie writer that this person introduced and no she texted me and I was like (laughs) oh fuck I just remember being like why why did you text me but I was also so excited at the same time and keep in mind like at this point like I had just I mean I was still in the like earliest stages of like just word vomit on paper I mean I didn't even Mm -hmm. if you asked me what my story about it was going to be like it's such a vibe I have no idea ask me later you know it's just like (laughs) all all vibes all day but I was just like all I know is I want to be a writer and I'm back into it and I'm having fun I remember having so much fun and I was writing all the time and um that's all that mattered to me at that point and so mm-hmm. I met this person at a coffee shop. They were like, let's have like a like a, a writing session and we can hang out and chat. And I was like, yes, please. Like that sounds so – I was like, I think I found my first writing friend. Um, yeah. Because I didn't know any writers. I didn't know any writers growing up. I was the only one in my family who read books. I mean, I mm-hmm. was – I had been nothing but isolated up until this point. Mm-hmm. 
so then, <laughs> then I <laughs> then I meet this person. I am sweating. I'm like shaking in the car. <laughs> I'm like regretting every life decision I've ever made. I know all and of I, these feelings so well. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then I sit down and this person just opens up with these big questions like, what's your story about? And I was like, rude. And then... <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I don't, like, I was just like, fake it till you make it, right? Even though that's yeah. whatever. We're just, that is, that's the mindset I was in, even if we've evolved since then. But... Sure. Uh, I was just like, yeah, it's it's about, uh, you know, this and that, and uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And a few you other know, things. <laughs> right, exactly. And I just remember like the total demeanor shift that they kind of had, and then it became the questioning suddenly shifted into what felt like I was being interrogated, and mm. then I suddenly felt like, oh, I have to prove myself now. And then yeah. I remember the question that still stands out to me to this day was they were like, well, what is it young adult or is it adult? And I was like, well, I, I'm not sure yet. And I was like, I'm thinking adult, but maybe young adult. And then they were like, well, are your characters adults or are they children? And I was like, well, I'm thinking like, you know, I hadn't settled on anything. I was like, do I want them to be 18, right. 19? Do I want them to be 17? I didn't know. And then I just remember the way that it was just like, <laughs> it just, I just felt like I didn't have all the answers and I was somehow a failure for not having them. And yeah. it was so uncomfortable. And then come to find out that this person was deep in the, cause I'm in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're going to tell this famous author about me. I was like, I like, you know, they'd be like, why'd you do that? Right. Cause I they're didn't know. Me. Right. Cause I was like, I don't even know if they know this person that well, but I was, it was just, I was like, Oh my God. Come to find out that they were like deep in the traditional publishing world and they were going to like, they were mm -hmm. interning and they, you know, they had all these big dreams um, that I am sure that they have accomplished by now. But their background and their experience and their internships was the perception that they were asking me these questions at. So they, right. so this person was asking a new writer who doesn't know their story very well, who's still figuring out what it's even about. They were approaching me from a perspective of, is this book going to sell? Right. And I didn't realize that at the time. So mm -hmm. I was like, now looking back, I'm like, why was I like being interrogated and feeling like I wasn't living up to some kind of expectation and meeting all these requirements? So then this was my first person that I met that was a writer and they made me feel less than mm. because I just felt like I wasn't prepared for this interview. Yeah. And, and then after having the courage to tell someone that I looked up to who lives here that I was a writer. And so it was just, it was kind of, it just felt like more trauma on top of trauma. Yeah. And so, yes. But here's the, the thing that stood out to me is that I learned so quickly through these experiences what I didn't want to make other people feel like who were yes. trying to be creative, who were trying to be writers. I knew immediately, so quickly, what support, what was support and what wasn't. 
And so this is where I circle back to who taught me, you know, about community and support and, and, you know, it was me through my in-person writing group that I put together because Mm -hmm. that was when I put together the local writing group here in Portland that meets every two weeks and it's free. They, I guess I, I saw through them community and support and what it's like to be with other writers who are inspire each other. Um, and it's just a complete culture that we've created. And I show up as a writer. I don't show up as an editor. Um, they know that I edit, um, but that's just because we, <laughs> we talk all the time and we basically become friends. But mm-hmm. the you know putting that together was life-changing and so rewarding because it felt like for the first time, it was like, now I have writer friends. Yeah. But before that, I was in the editing club. So Tara came first from a professional business side. But then Tara, Tara basically showed me that it was even possible. Yeah. Because I had felt until that point, I had felt like I must just be like, that one person that just does not, I was like, I don't know what it is. Am I too weird? Am I too quirky? Like, am I just not a good enough writer? Am I just, I even remember feeling like I just was like priced out of writing because I was like, I can't Mm -hmm. afford these, you know, seven, $800 writing classes. And I, you know what I mean? It was just like, I, I was like, I don't even know how to get in the room with these people who are supposedly my people. So, so then you made the room. Then I made the room. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love you. (laughs) 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 Oh, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I, I agree. The freelance editors club, shout out Tara. Um, she really has just created such an amazing group, which is how you and I met and yeah, exactly how this whole thing started. I love it. I know. It's just everything just feels meant to be. So, I mean, I think I we've already gotten so much mm-hmm. of like just your experience. So like yeah. what messages are out there that are just unhelpful or harmful to mm-hmm. all of the creative practices? Which I feel like we got so much of it just out of like those two interactions that you <laughs> described yeah. right like yeah thank you yeah. god like if someone shows you their writing and they're really excited yeah. about it and you just like shit all over it right that's a big no-no <laughs> yeah a hundred percent um one thing that I think is really important to talk about that is so for some reason it's controversial and I don't understand it is that there's this saying that writer's block doesn't exist Hmm. And there's some, you know, of course, there's the mass majority that use that term writer's block. But then there's there's a large group of people that say writer's block isn't real. Um, hmm. Yeah, hmm, exactly. What, what do they what do they mean by that? <laughs> they I've seen different things being like writer's block doesn't exist. It's procrastination. Hmm. Um, you know, so here's. Here's my here's my message <laughs> is 
I don't think anyone has the right to tell someone what they are or are not experiencing. Yes. And I think it is harmful, extremely harmful to not hold space to explore something as stressful and anxiety inducing and, and so much pressure on an individual to hold space and explore what writer's block means to them and what's happening for them because there's so much happening under the surface including I also think and I'm like this on social media like I struggle as an editor to post editing tips and tricks on social media because for the very reason that everyone is so different and every story is so different that I don't always feel comfortable generalizing information yeah because I think generalizing information can help or harm someone um, if you don't know their situation or their story and so I, I kind of apply that to everything but circling back to writer's block it's like you know we I've heard procrastination is a tr- you know it's not laziness it's a trauma response And I love that because procrastination, if we really think about it, procrastination is just the avoidance of an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. And so I think all of those things are worth exploring. Um, Writer's block can be anything from, you know, writing yourself into a corner. Maybe you're just not sure how to keep moving forward. Maybe something isn't working in the story and you're a little too close to it to kind of get unblocked. Um, or it's mental health related and you can call it whatever you want. If you want to call it writer's block, sometimes we don't have the word to describe to get that specific, especially if it's mental health related. Like for me, if I'm feeling depressed or if I'm feeling anxious, you know, it's like, if you break your arm, you're not expected to go in and be a mechanic. Mm -hmm. Writing comes from the, the brain. And if your brain's not functioning, that day why are we still expecting you to show up to work yeah and then you're gonna tell someone that oh writer's block doesn't exist when they're like oh for some reason I'm, I'm, I'm feeling stuck or whatever so right. to me I think it's harmful to take the power away from people who want to label themselves in whatever way or fashion or form that they feel com- most comfortable with mm-hmm. um, and the same applies to I feel like generalizing information and one of my favorite quotes, I can't remember who said it and I'm paraphrasing here. It was something like if you asked five writers what their um, process was, what their writing process was, you're going to get six answers back. (laughs) Yes. And I love it. It's funny and it's quirky, but it stuck with me for years because it really, Mm -hmm. to me, I was like, yes, we are all so different and so unique and quirky. We're all a little Mm -hmm. quirky. And so, yeah, you might get six answers. You might get eight back, you know, so. um, My creative process changes day to day. So (laughs) I was just going to say flexibility. We are constantly evolving as you learn new tips and tricks and, you know, your writing muscle gets bigger. Things change. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone touting the one size fits all. Yeah. With your writing very can be very harmful definitely 
So what do you find most helpful in maintaining your writing practice? Well, it might be a little on the nose after all of this, but community. Um, yeah. Community has had the biggest impact for me. Um, being a, a big part of it is accountability and not in the way that we think about accountability. To me, I think a lot of us think of accountability as, oh, this pressure, like someone's expecting me to like clock in. You know what I mean? Right. But to me, the accountability is someone's going to be there for me when I show up. Yes. And that is so, so energizing when there's someone there when you show up and you're not just alone in a room. Yeah, exactly. And so to, like I I hadn't, you know, when I started editing, I, you know, definitely put the writing on the back burner to build my business. Um, but since I've started the in-person writing group, having that dedicated time to write, but to know that there are going to be other writers there when I show up makes me so eager to write yeah that I yeah of course of course and that's gone into I know that you can relate to it what we've designed um for our online writing group yep yeah exactly we have this idea that everything we do has to be good or have value this belief leads us to burnout it can hold us back from creating altogether but in my Ugly Art 101 course, I break down these restrictive beliefs and lead you through exercises that intentionally subvert perfectionism and bring playfulness back into your creative process. You can get the first day absolutely free by going to my website, scribeandsunshine.com and signing up on the homepage. Join me in my weird ugly art revolution. Back to the show. On that note, we're going to switch focus to the writer's helm which is our new group which we just launched today um and we yes. just got our first sign up right before mm -hmm. recording this yeah we did so exciting um so I want us just to both answer these questions so people get to know us and know what we're all about and what this writing group is going to be like um so what made you first want to start this group I feel like I talked about it a little bit already, but, you know, that past experience of what I had as a writer and then that served me as an editor and how I supported others. What made me want to start this group was to expand the room that we've created. Yeah. I want to reach so many more people than the ones that are just here or the, you know, especially like I have people in the local group that can't attend in person. So mm -hmm. to me, it's like, is if I can make anything more accessible and to reach more people, then that is the ultimate win for me. I love it. Thanks. What about you? I, um, I, I've tried to start writing groups several times now. <laughs> um, <laughs> The first, the first time, so, and the reason why it was very similar to your experience, like I said, like, as soon as I started realizing that I enjoyed creating and that I was allowed to do it and it didn't need to be anything groundbreaking, it didn't need to be a best-selling novel in order to be worth my time. Right. As soon as I discovered that, I was like, okay, I want more people to know this and I want a community of support around me 
and I want us to all charge into this like imperfect creative universe together. Um, and so I tried when I first launched my business and started making, I started making ugly art and ugly writing and like, you know, all my ugly stuff. And so I started a writing group on Patreon and I just started, (laughs) started doing like half hour writing sessions and, I think I advertised for it like two times and then I got scared because nobody like responded. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so then I just like stopped advertising oh, for it. But yeah. that was also like in my early days of like not really understanding marketing, not really understanding how to run a business or I still you know. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still making it up as I go. <laughs> yes. I mean, also yes, but like I do have like a firmer understanding of like, hey, yeah. if you want this to succeed, you have to talk mm-hmm. about it all the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm much more willing to do that now. Um, <laughs> but the thing that really inspired me was listening to you talk about Aww. starting this writing group. You were talking about your in-person group and like everything you were saying. I was just like, this person resonates with me. Like everything that she's saying, like. I want like I want that writing group too and then I was like what if we joined forces (laughs) making me tear up oh my gosh I'm so glad I'm so glad that you reached out to me me too I'm glad you said yes and also that you're totally fine leaning into weird nautical puns and (laughs) Oh my god, that has been. I was like, I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm so glad Lauren's just as dorky as I am. Like, I was like, I just felt like I found my like business soulmate. Like, (laughs) well, like, that's my favorite thing is just like in the past, because of like my views of like, well, things need to be professional or they need to Mm -hmm. be a certain way. Like I may not have leaned into that. I've been like, well, maybe that's a bit much. And now these days I'm just like, no, it's awesome. It's all All great. I I love the weirdness. I, yes, yes, make it more weird. please. I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm so glad. That makes me so happy. Oh my gosh. Yes. And then on top of that, I also like I was a part of a writing group for a while that like I really loved it like the the setup of it the community I wrote more in the few months that I was a part of that group than I ever have but the only problem there was like it was a women's group and ah. there was something about that where like and this was like before I kind of started leaning into my queerness <laughs> and like I was still going only by she her and like I was like, why don't I feel 100% safe here? Uh, like something about yeah. this group isn't making me feel 100% safe. Mm. And that's when I realized like, oh, Lauren, you're queer as hell. <laughs> Fuck yes. We love a queer story. We do. <laughs> and so I was like all day long. Yes. And like I, I just – I realized like I want to make a space that feels comfortable for – people of all gender expressions and like I don't mm-hmm. want you to feel like boxed in and so I was like right. I I love this community and everything that it's doing but I need it to be more open and so I was like yes. well I need to go make that room you know oh I'm so yeah. happy I'm so happy you did because th- like I you know when I was saying like in my earliest writing days I was like am I the only person that feels this way especially like as a fantasy writer 
Like I was like, am I the only woman on the planet that's super into fantasy? You know what I mean? And, and then it just, and then, but being pigeonholed, like being like, oh, but I also like romance. Like I just, it was such a struggle bus is the only way I could decide, like say that. And so, but I know for a fact, like even like in our editing group, I was like, look at all these people. They're, they're so different from me, but they fit into my puzzle. And yeah. so, and I love that you said that you're like, I want to go create a room for that because I know that there are so many other people that feel the exact same way that we did. Mm-hmm. And again, this is why I'm like, I keep saying like, this is the group that I wish I had years ago. And ugh, I'm so happy that we found each other, Lauren. I'm so, I can't express Me it enough. Too. Because I think that this is going to make such a difference on the community, truly. I think so, too. So, along those lines, what makes this group different than other (laughs) groups that are out there? First off, queerdos welcome. (laughs) Yes. All all queerness all the time. Yes. Just all welcome. Come be weird and queer here. We love it. We are it. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) um but I think the other thing that stands out is like I agree that we are showing up to this group as writers but we are also editors which gives a lot of really great education and access to people who join this group that is a huge benefit because that is also something I haven't seen in the way that we've designed it is um at not just being like oh editors come in at at the very end like after you've written your book then editors come in it's not just that it's also destigmatizing what it is we do I think it makes you know let us help editors become more approachable let us help authors feel safe and comfortable with the idea of even becoming a published author because it's like we are industry professionals who are so passionate about mess and we're passionate about imperfect because if you, I'm like, if you didn't know this by now, like even if you hire a professional editor and you have three of them or four of them, your book will still have errors in it at the end of the day, but that none of that should stop you from writing. So it's like here you're getting industry professionals to make you feel comfortable in the process and to help educate you and, and to give you access to information that can, you know, more streamline that pro- that process to getting published, but mm-hmm. to also normalize the experience. Yes. I love that. Especially because I see a lot on like reels that writers will post about the editing process and just like, it's always dread. Yeah. Like the editing yeah. process is always the dread. Like I don't want to see red lines. I'm going to feel bad about myself. And like, I think, yeah, having an editor there who you know and trust and it's like, no, red lines, totally normal. Those just mean yeah. you're at the next phase. Like it's not, they're not bad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, I know that all editors are different in the way that we give feedback, but I also think this is part of the culture that you and I have created is you and I share such a similar voice and approach to feedback. So we also create a space where it's like, you know, 
we are it's not a critique you know no one's it's not no one's telling you you're doing anything wrong we are just you know we show up and we're like you're amazing and it's like oh i'm trying to work through this story idea and and they're like let's talk it out let's what's going on what are you thinking and you know we'll say did you know about this technique or did you know you could explore this area where we're talking about what's their motivation things like that and then they get inspired mm-hmm. like I have I haven't worked with anyone to my knowledge <laughs> you know in 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 writing group or professionally that's been like like oh you know now I need to go cry like everyone that I've come into contact with has been like wow that was so helpful and so inspiring amazing so who is this group for let's talk about our audience who's going to feel most at home with us i would say that our group is for anyone and everyone but especially those i think previously like what we talked about too is like if any of that resonated with you like that you are not feeling like you fit in anywhere if you are having a really hard time finding your people if you feel like you just can't get into the room that you know you and i are gonna really understand that um so well so i think especially for those people but also on the flip side we do feel well I don't want to speak for you, but I feel really comfortable saying that it is for everyone because even though um, we have our experienced genres and like our experienced background, we are in the industry. So we have editor friends and professional friends. Exactly. So like if someone joined and they have a publishing question that we might not know the answer to, we know who to ask. So I think really we can be, really resourceful for them as well and still provide I think everyone regardless of what you write uh, needs that community and support so yeah absolutely and I would say also I think people who are ready to challenge themselves Mm -hmm. to take the next step um, and that's I think one of the reasons why I think it's important for it to be a paid group and not a free group Mm -hmm. Um, I mean not only just because like we are putting all this work into it but also like when you have money at stake and you're actually paying into something you are so much more likely to show up so true and then the community is what makes you stay right yeah um so yeah if you're ready for a challenge you're ready to actually finish that book you're Mm -hmm. ready to get it published you're ready to you know whatever your goals are this is the group that's going to help you get to that next step and feel confident in stepping forward. That's so well spoken, Lauren. So well said, because it's true that money aspect, it doesn't just help us keep this alive and keep it going, but it plays that benefit, that added benefit of giving the individual the opportunity to invest in themselves. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So that's who we're for. And now what do we offer? What are we giving? Got all kinds of good stuff. All kinds of good stuff. Yeah. So we have our classic writing sessions and we have our silent writing sessions. And then we are offering. Um, Wait, say more about the silent writing sessions because you were the one that had this idea and I love it so much. 
Oh, thank you. You know, I got inspired because I had seen something similar online. And I think, so the silent writing session is um, our classic online kind of Zoom, Google, Hangout space. But all cameras are off. All microphones are off. There is no expectations to turn them on. It's actually, we're just going to that's like the one rule is just to keep it all off so everyone feels comfortable. And this is really good for the introvert space, but also the neurodivergent space. So those of us who, um, you know, like I said earlier, I really struggle with small talk. So those who struggle with social cues or eye contact or anything that might make you feel uncomfortable or nervous or like you have to perform – you don't mm-hmm. have to do that. You know, you don't have to mask, come in and mask um, just to have a space to write. So this is one of the ways that we try to make this a diverse, authentic space um, for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So all communication will happen in chat. Prompts will still be available, um, but you don't have to chat if you don't want to. You can just show up, write have still have that you know someone's on the other side that's showing up for you you know that's there for you when you show up but yeah you don't there's no pressure to socialize there's no pressure to um, try to fit in none of that yeah I love it oh thank you I'm so I'm so happy about it because like me um I get like overstimulated so easily and so I love the idea of just being like everything's quiet you know, it's just, yeah. And then there's yeah. just that added little hug being like, you're not yeah, exactly. alone. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Just a little, just a little hug. <laughs> just a few names on the screen that help you feel like a little right. more secure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So what, okay. And then we were talking about what else, what all we offer. So then Um, like our classic writing sessions, which is still, I've heard of some writing groups where they make you still keep your cameras on. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally don't believe in that. I think that, oops, sorry, I just hit the mic. (laughs) I personally don't believe in that. Um, I think that, um, you know, again, we're talking about accessibility. Someone might not even have a camera available to them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what if you're just going to the library and that's the only way you are going to get access to this? Like, yeah. So, and, you know, whatever your home situation is, your family situation, so just show up as is. You can have your camera on or off, but there will be talking. If people would like to talk, there's still no pressure to. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then we have our uh, mess hall hour, which is our, like, by, by how do you say it? Bi-weekly? Bi-monthly? I can bi-weekly. never remember which is, like, the proper I, way to... I'm pretty sure, like, bi-weekly either means twice a week or every other week. And I, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it means both. And it's so irritating. I know. So it happens every two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, where... And I, I like the mess hall hour idea because it's like, you know, we're, even though it's a Q&A setting, it's still we want everyone to be comfortable. So it's like if you're coming and you need to eat your lunch or your dinner, whatever your time zone, like do that. Come bring your food, bring a favorite drink um, and then ask questions or just socialize if no one has any questions. Like that's just dedicated time and space to be together mm-hmm. and then to give like as our group grows, you know, that'll be more you know, the room will get bigger and bigger. And then as a way to give more designated one-on-one time 
we've planned to have this um, sign up brainstorming like group mini writing coaching session. Um, and this, and I love this because this is like, even though we've designed this group, as our crew grows, we can expand to their needs. So yeah. we can always offer this more than once a month. But this can be like a sign up thing where people can say, I need one on one, 20 minute brainstorming, writing, coaching, whatever kind of support. And then we just have a group session where we give them that like 20 minute space just to like chat with them directly um, outside of Slack as well. So yeah. Oh, and then we can't forget, I'm going to let you explain this one, Lauren, but our mutiny, because this was such a good idea that you had, and I loved it so much. I I love it. Honestly, I can't take credit for the idea itself, because I did get that idea from the other writing group that I was a part of, mm-hmm. but I think it's so important for people to be able to write together, even if it's not during like our scheduled times. Right. And so um, then, of course, playing into the theme of... <laughs> pirates and yes the ocean (laughs) we have named it mutinies so anybody has like they want to write but they want to write with somebody they can just jump into the mutiny chat uh mutiny channel and then be like anyone want to write like anyone want to have a mutiny (laughs) and then (laughs) you can write together um even when we aren't there to facilitate um, or maybe that. one of us is free and we do feel like writing and we'll join too. And one of your co-captains will mutiny with you. But <laughs> right. Yes. I um, love it. Yeah. I, I'm excited about it. I'm so glad that you just lean into all of the, the wild puns. We've come <laughs> oh, I can't tell you how glad I am. Oh, oh, just, we so just good. feed each other's dorkiness. It's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we've covered the base, and then we also have, um, we ask all members when they sign up if they have any ideas or things that they'd like to see in the group as we grow. Um, We do plan on offering workshops and, you know, things on mindset or craft in the future, so obviously all of our crew members are going to get access to that when those come out. And then also, like, as editors, as industry professionals, um, my, my personal goal um, as my business grows and this group grows, I, I of course, want to give our members access to um, any discounts that I can offer on editing yeah. and things like that. So it, in my effort to constantly be trying to make things more accessible. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I I love that idea. Um, and I'm excited to see what where we grow. And I think that's the exciting mm-hmm. thing, too, is like as you sign up, we ask for your input on like what are you struggling with? What are your goals? And then we keep those in mind as we are looking for future workshops and um, right. it's all going Definitely. to be included for you. Yeah. Oh, everything about this. So thoughtful. I mean, we and especially you get so much credit for this, Lauren, but we put so much thought into the person behind I mean, this group is for writers and you can just tell every step of the way of of how we're thinking. I mean, even like your mutiny idea, it's like every step of the way we're thinking, how can, how can we be more flexible? How can we be more open and we, and how can we improve this? Yeah. It's so important. And yeah, we want you to feel seen and we want this Mm -hmm. group to be worth it for you. So um, however we can improve it going forward, that's what we're going to do. Exactly. Exactly. Let's quickly just say um, kind of what the situation is right now. I mean, if you're listening to this episode months down the road, 
this might not apply, but uh, if you're listening to <laughs> right. this now in October 2022 or right. November, um, you can sign up now and you get um, a seven-day trial, which I think will probably continue that into the future. But yeah, um, so seven-day trial, so you get to just check out the community, see if everybody's a good fit. Um, and then also from now through the end of October, kind of as a NaNoWriMo special um, and just like a, as, yes. we, as we've said, an early parrot, parrot special. special. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you sign up now, you'll get $10 off of your monthly fee forever. Um, yes. So even if we raise rates in the future, your rate will stay at the um, $37 after November. It'll go up to 47 and yeah I think that's all right I think I think you absolutely knocked it out of the park Lauren <laughs> thank you thank you so much you're welcome I'll bow, I'll bow. <laughs> <laughs> well at the end of every episode of the ugly podcast I always ask my guest what is something ugly you have made recently so what is something you, ugly you've made recently Gabby well, I think you know because you've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What have in, you made that well, ugly? In the earliest days of like freaking Canva marketing, also like trying to figure out the copywriting for like what we would put on our website. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to say that it it's improved since then, but it definitely started <laughs> out ugly for sure. Everything worth doing starts out ugly Absolutely. at some point. Absolutely. Unless you're a prodigy and not very many of us are. Yeah, I don't know any of them. <laughs> haven't met one. <laughs> um, what, what's something ugly I've made recently? I was going to gonna ask, what have you made? Um, oh, actually, I made a really cute... Um, so as I was editing the first half of this episode um, last mm-hmm. night, one of the things you said about like we're making the room oh yeah I like this morning I was sitting drinking my tea and I was just like scribbling and then I just started like I like had that that those words just like stuck in my head like then I made the room and like like, even your intonation anyway um, (laughs) I love it (laughs) um makes me so happy (laughs) so I just like started drawing a little like hammers and nails and like screws oh my gosh that's so cute it's just like all of these really like terribly sketched um hardware tools that makes me so happy like i i want you to frame that or like put it in a book so that is like so special there's also just like hearts (laughs) that makes me so happy No, it's so amazing. I love that. Oh, that's so special. It's got to go on the fridge. It has to. All right, I'll send it to you. You can put it on your fridge. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today oh, and yesterday. Of, of course. Oh, this was so magical and so positive and so healing. And I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you as well. And I can't wait to meet the rest of our crew. Me there. What's the word for like, okay, ahoy is like, hello. We need, what's the pirate word for like, goodbye? Maybe they don't say goodbye because they just murder you. <laughs> 
as they sail away with all of your treasure. They don't need a word for goodbye. <laughs> They're like, you just got robbed and dumped in the ocean. <laughs> a pirate goodbye. <laughs> yeah. A pirate salute. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh now that wow. I'm crying. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. Great way to end the podcast. <laughs> okay, that's all for now. That's for now. Keep it ugly, everybody. <laughs> the Ugly Podcast is created by Lauren Alexander of Scribe and Sunshine Editing Services. It is produced and kind of edited by me and written and directed by absolutely no one. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate and leave a review on your preferred platform and share with the creative people in your life. As always, keep it ugly. Keep it ugly.